This is a 980 CKNW podcast. And it's time to talk a little bit about real estate, housing prices, always a topic, top of mind for many, many people. Michael Geller joins us on the line. He is an architect and a planner. Michael, thanks so much for being with us this morning. Jill, it's nice to chat. Uh, There are so many things we could talk about. Let's start, though, with uh, BC assessments and why today is such a pivotal day. Today is a special day, and I compliment you and your producers for even noting it. But today is the date as of which the valuation will be determined for next year's assessment, which in turn determines what, in part, what property taxes will be paid for 2019. So it's all, and they picked today. Is there a reason why it's July 1st is the day that's chosen for it? No, it's an arbitrary date. And in fact, the assessors will not actually be out driving around looking at people's properties today. But what the assessment authority needs to do is is pick a, a, a time at which they can then say, this is the, the market and this is the valuation. In fact, there's another important date, which is October 31st, which doesn't really matter for most homeowners or commercial owners, but does matter for real estate developers because they also look at what condition a project is in. So if you're building an apartment uh, complex, if your foundations are in as of October 31st, and that's added value to the land, that will be included in the assessment as well. But that, that's a bit too esoteric for, for this conversation. But, but it is important for people to note that uh, the overall market today is certainly different than it was as of July 1st last year. And uh, I think most people will at least believe that higher-end single-family houses, especially in the more affluent areas of West Vancouver, Vancouver, have come down. In some areas, though, condominiums have actually gone up since last year, notwithstanding all of the government taxes and so forth. That will be reflected in the assessment notices that people will receive the first week in January 2019. It is watching the market and looking at that, even looking, because I'm a bit of a dork when it comes to looking at prices, even looking at single detached homes in East Vancouver, uh, they've come down as well. And if and if you watch the listings, they're dropping by $50,000, $100,000, which might not seem like a lot when we're talking about a, a $1.6 million home, but it is a shift. There is a shift that's happening out there. It's happening for a number of reasons. One of the reasons is that by their very nature, real estate markets are cyclical. They, you know, things do go up, they do come down, just as if nothing else happens, it's normal. Um, But one of the things that certainly has impacted the market, I believe, are new uh, government regulations regarding the size of a mortgage that someone can qualify for. Uh, People listening right now know all about this when they discovered they thought they could get a $600,000 mortgage and because of stress tests, stress tests, they could only get a $500,000 mortgage. That has definitely impacted the market, uh, I think, much more than most people believe. There'll be a lot of our listeners who are thinking now, oh, it's that foreign buyer's tax. That's what's brought down the price of housing. Thank goodness for it. I don't believe it's a major factor in East Vancouver, 
uh, as a general rule, although it certainly is a big factor in, in West Vancouver and uh, the west side of Vancouver, it has impacted the price of housing. And what about uh, the assessments as far as this will be the first one that when they come out in January? So by taking it today, this is going to be the first one, is it not, that with the uh, school tax, a.k.a. the wealth tax coming in, those homes assessed at more than $3 million will be the ones hit with it? That's right. So... It will. Uh, people will pay a little bit more attention, and it'll be interesting to see if there are people who have uh, homes valued uh, at just over three million dollars. Whether they're going to try and get it below, although that is a graduated tax. There is an aspect, though, of the assessments that I think needs to be looked at, and that is right now whether you have a single-family house, which is on a sprawling piece of property at the end of the road or you have an apartment downtown uh, Surrey or Burnaby or Vancouver, the, the taxes are based on the assessed value in exactly the same way. And I think that's wrong. If we're trying to get people into more compact forms of housing, if we want to discourage people from living in single-family homes or we want to see single-family lots redeveloped, I think it's now time to have different classifications for multifamily housing and single-family housing. So I'm hoping that in years to come, we will see a review of that. I also think we need to rethink how we assess commercial property. Many people lament the loss of local shops. And one of the reasons so many local businesses are closing down is because most shops have to pay their own property taxes. And today, those taxes are often calculated, assuming that an apartment building might be built on that property or some other what we call higher and better use. So I really am hoping that as of today, BC assessment officials who are listening to your show will say, you know, this guy's right. Perhaps it is time to improve our system. I also hope they'll make a change so that the people who live near me, my neighbors, who are living in $25 million mansions on large lots, can no longer pay taxes that are less than the taxes on an east side uh, small house because they're claiming uh, exemption because they've got a, a little garden in the backyard that generates a few thousand dollars in revenue every year. That's another thing that most people don't know about. But it, to my mind, is a complete injustice. And claiming revenue almost as though it's in the ALR? Because they are in the ALR. Mm. And so these new mansions that we complain about in Richmond, and the mansions in Southlands, and some in, in Langley, I mean, these, these are mainly, really, residences, major expensive residences. But I, I forget whether it's $10,000 worth of uh, goods that are grown in the garden or whatever, but Certainly my neighbors, uh, they've got somebody operating a little garden plot and generating a bit of revenue. And the taxes on these mansions really is less than on a single-family house. That's also why you see a lot of these gas stations and vacant lots around uh, downtown Vancouver with those little wooden crates and somebody growing gardens. And the developer proudly says, creating a community garden for you. They're not creating a community garden for you. They're saving hundreds of thousands of dollars in property taxes, which the rest of us are having to pay. Uh, yeah, exactly. We've talked about that in the past, too. And I think it's not even uh, for when you're talking about those homes with the gardens. I don't even think the threshold is that high. I think it's closer to about three thousand dollars. It's yeah, not very well, much that you have to sell. 
Well, it's something we can maybe look up. But the point is, you know, we've talked a lot lately about property taxes, in large part because of the speculation tax, the school tax. And while I don't necessarily support those tax programs, I do support a need to reconsider how we value property. Um, There is one thing, though, that I will let some of your listeners know. If you've lived in a house on, say, Canby Street for 10 years or more, it may have gone from a value of $3 million to 8 or $9 million because it's suitable for an apartment building. But there is a provision in the uh, Assessment Act that allows you to say, hey, just a second, I'm not a developer. I don't want my property redeveloped. You can make an application and that property will remain at the lower value. Its value is a single family lot, not as an apartment site. And that could save many people living not just on Canby Street, but throughout Metro Vancouver, a lot of money because BC assessment doesn't value your home based on what, how it's being used today. They value it on its highest and best use. And if you're in an area that's being transformed into townhouses or apartments, all of a sudden your value may go from $1.5 million to $3 million or from $3 million to $8 million just because of that rezoning potential. And people need to know about that. All right. Michael, we are out of time. We'll have to leave it there. But thank you so much. Always good to chat with you. Thanks for coming back on the show. Thanks for your interest. All the best. All right. You too. That is uh, Michael Geller. He is an architect, a planner, a developer, and talking about the BC assessments. And the reason? Because today is the day that BC assessment uses to estimate the market value of all properties uh, in BC. And as Michael said, that doesn't mean there's going to be people scurrying about to doing the assessments. But when you get the assessment in July, it is based on today, what the value of the property is today, July 1st. You've been listening to another. 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.